This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, October 17, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. New Mexico has the distinction of being the state most dependent on federal government employment. Yet, following the Great Recession, those federal dollars didn't help New Mexico bounce back. At the State Policy Network's annual meeting, I spoke with Paul Gessing of the Rio Grande Foundation about the lessons for other states. New Mexico is particularly unique among U.S. states for its undue reliance on the federal government. Uh, This is something that goes back many, many years uh, to World War II and the rise of the military-industrial complex, the fact that our state really got its start as a U.S. state with the advent of the nuclear program and then uh, the military uh, programs coming out of that war. Uh, New Mexico has continued to rely on federal largesse in ways unique among the 50 states, Uh, much to its detriment even over its history, but now in particular as uh, Washington is moving towards heavier and heavier financing of uh, entitlements and away from some of the things that have benefited our state Uh, that we've relied on, uh, it's made New Mexico's economy particularly uh, troubled in the last several years. So give me some examples of how uh, some, give me some statistics that indicate the depth of uh, New Mexico's sort of entanglement with the federal government. Well, we're most uh, reliant among the 50 states in terms of federal employees and contractors approximately 32% of our workforce is either a direct employee of the federal government or a contractor with the government. That exceeds even Maryland and Virginia, which one would expect, given their proximity to D.C., that they would be at the top of that list, but New Mexico is. And New Mexico has genuinely not developed a private sector economy outside of the oil and gas industries. So in addition to the federal activities, we've relied on oil and gas for 31% of our general fund budget, which has been doing very well recently. But when you talk about those two pillars of our economy and anything else that our state relies on, it's, it's a pretty bleak picture indeed. How have state lawmakers then responded to the fact that the federal government is such a huge share of the employment picture in uh, New Mexico? Well, one thing that they've done to capture some of that revenue for the state's purposes is that we have a gross receipts tax, which uniquely among these taxes, this tax in New Mexico, many people call it the sales tax, which it's not. It taxes all receipts collected by a business and it taxes things uh, that you don't see being taxed in other states. If you are running a small business, you hire a lawyer or an accountant, you contract with anyone for a service, you're taxed at rates in Albuquerque at 7% and other places around the state exceeding 7% on that. And then that contractor has to go and turn around and pay federal income taxes on that, uh, that money. So it's a tax that really burdens those small businesses. Now, over time, of course, policymakers have carved out this tax, infiltrated it with a a wide array of special interests 
incentives to attract certain industries, and of course, over time, the rates have risen. So what was originally intended as a very low, flat tax that was robust and took some revenue in from Washington for the state's benefit uh, has turned into a high-rate tax that is very difficult for entrepreneurs and small businesses to overcome. My point in bringing that up is it seems like the state government, at least with respect to uh, federal employment and federal money rolling through the state, decided rather than trying to attract a broad base of various businesses, decided to double down on the fact that you do have so much federal employment and try to just capture money. Yeah, and that's the dilemma we're dealing with right now. As So what happened uh, during the Great Recession and the, the recovery that followed? Well, New Mexico, uh, in the parable of the tortoise and the hare, has always been the tortoise. Uh, we've always been a poor state, and we've genuine, generally never had the deep recessions because we never had the tremendous run-ups. When you look at our neighbors in Arizona and Nevada, where they had a huge housing boom bubble, if you will, and then a huge housing collapse. New Mexico didn't get caught up into that. But what happened in the recent economic crisis and the downturn is that New Mexico just flatlined. Uh, We did see a decline in our economy, but we never recovered, unlike other states, whether it's Arizona, Nevada, or Texas, of course, to our east, which has incredibly strong economic growth and uh, has been a national jobs leader. And it's been really uh, a difficult challenge uh, for New Mexicans to look across the border there and see Texas booming and people from New Mexico, quite frankly, moving. So we've seen population losses in New Mexico. uh, And one of the leading destinations for those people, of course, is Texas, where you have tremendous job growth, you have policies in place that are amenable to that job growth. And it's, uh, it's quite the challenge for New Mexicans. What would you tell other states, uh, having witnessed what has gone on in New Mexico for you know, the past 60, 70 years? You've got to develop a, f- a private sector economy. Uh, don't rely on Washington. Uh, don't enact policies that uh, allow people to rely on Washington, whether those people are contractors or welfare recipients, social government programs, uh, you just can't rely on Washington for too long. It never generated the wealth that we uh, would have hoped, you would have assumed that a state that's the number one recipient of federal money over a long period, uh, it's not done much for our economy. And now uh, it's really holding us back economically, and it's going to require some very, very painful adjustments for state policymakers as we attempt to uh, transform our economy from one that's dependent to one that's innovative uh, and relying on the private sector. Uh, That kind of situation is very challenging. Paul Gessing is president of the Rio Grande Foundation. We spoke at the State Policy Network's annual meeting. Read more on what makes economies grow at our website, cato.org.